When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Oh, we got the teddy bear goal at Rogers Place. Landon Hansen scoring for the Oil Kings with 7.14 left in the first period. So now they are in the process of collecting all those bears. 1-1 Oil Kings and the Everett Silver Tips at Rogers Place. And just a couple minutes ago, Landon Hansen from Ty Nash and Gavin Hodnett. That is your teddy bear goal. NHL tonight. Late in the third, Sharks up 5-3 on the Devils, Blue Jackets up 4-2 on the Senators, and the Pac-12 championship game, college football, Washington leading Oregon 17-3 with a minute 43 left in the second quarter. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Kelly Rudy. As always, he's presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. He's going to talk about the Oilers' victory last night over the Jets, the uh, goal that went in off Hellebuck's glove that game winner on the power play by uh, Leon Dreisaitl, and he'll also uh, talk a little bit about Tristan Jari, the former Oil King, getting the empty netter last night for the Pittsburgh Penguins. 780-496-0063. What do we have, Kellen? Uh, we got a few of the uh, listeners' favorite uh, Christmas movies that have been uh, produced since uh, the year 2000-2001 for you know, or, <laughs> to, to, to establish a, a uh, guideline here and that stuff. Uh, I'll read one from Dawson here. He's, he's, he's tied it in his favorite movie with a uh, uh, his thoughts about the Oilers play as of late here too. So uh, just, I will grab it right now. It is, there we go. Uh, hey, Reed, first thing, first, the best Christmas movie is the Polar Express. Oh, Which okay. I believe is a Tom Hanks uh, uh, film from 2004, if I Googled it correctly. Yep, yes. 2004. Yeah. Uh, and he also adds, anyhow, Oilers re- record uh, six and three with knobs behind the bench. Uh, we've got Ken Holland can't be sleeping right now or any time during the six-day break. It's an ideal time to integrate a new player, ample time to adapt to the system. Should we anticipate more possible system changes reflecting the influence of a new coaching staff on Wednesday? Free practices in a row. He goes on to add, it's time, Ken Holland, it's time to reward the last... Uh, a little bit to the players, giving them one big boost prior to the Christmas roster freeze. Getting back into the playoff position will be a mass will be massive for this group. Players showing they can get out of this slump. Time for management to go all in. That's from Dawson. Uh, well, yes, I think there'll be some significant things worked on at practice the, in in the three days before the next game. Um, do I think Ken Holland's going to make a trade before Wednesday? Uh, probably not. But I think we're probably going to see what we saw last year. We'll go to the closer to the deadline, and they kind of need the same things they needed last year. They need to bolster the defense, and they probably could use somebody in the bottom six with uh, face-off ability and a little bit of grit and a little bit of finish, somebody like Nick Bukestad. I, I, 
to me, I think, I, I, I guess, and maybe this is, sir, that was, was that from Landon? From Dawson. Dawson. Maybe this isn't what he meant, but I always kind of think, it, and I, if some, when somebody say, well, the Oilers aren't all in or Ken Holland isn't all in, um, and I'm not saying every move he's made has been perfect, but I kind of think they have been all in. You know, like Ken Holland has done some non-Ken Holland things, like signing Evander Kane, you know, like firing a coach mid-season twice. And, I, and this last one I don't think was all him, obviously, but still he's the he's the GM. Um, but I, I think any significant roster changes are still to come. I don't think it's going to happen over this significant break. And now I think they want to see what they do with Knobloch and maybe playing a little better. Mm-hmm. We got more movies coming in. So Good. Here we go. Here's our, our our listener suggestions for the best Christmas movie since the year 2000 slash 2001. We've got Brendan from Red Deer uh, texting in saying Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon is his top pick. His second pick is Noel featuring Anna Kendrick. Oh, interesting. I've even heard about that one. Four mm-hmm. Christmases came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel movie. Uh, 2004? Does that sound right? That sounds about right, yeah. There we go. I don't know if I have the right one because I don't see Anna Kendrick in the credits. Mm. Robin Williams was in a movie called Noel in 2004. Okay, ah, but yeah, we're okay, learning. We this is good. We're learning. And now we got another one that's come in uh, from an anonymous texter. This might fall under the Die Hard. Is it actually a, a Christmas movie or a movie that is revolved around the holiday itself and not necessarily a Christmas movie? Uh, they state that the best Christmas movie is Love Actually. Love Actually, uh, I would say that's a Christmas movie. It's been a while since I saw that. I feel like I, I don't have like I feel like the people who love love actually really actually love it, whereas I thought <laughs> gotcha. it was okay. Uh, big cast: Kira Knightley, I believe, right? Kira Knightley, Hugh Grant, Emma mm-hmm. Thompson, Alan Rickman. Uh, the guy from Walking Dead was in it, right? Uh, well, Alicia Cuthbert was in the Andrew Lincoln, ah, who okay. then was best known for playing uh, Rick in The Walking Dead. He's the guy holding the signs at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. Just read this. Read these, right? Right, exactly. And uh, that that iconic scene that's been kind of parodied in, yeah. in later years. Can you give me one more quickly? Sure. Uh, well, it's our winner for tonight, Reed. Uh, we have about seven or eight texts about this on the text line. It is Bad Santa featuring Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> and Bernie Mac. Yes. Noah C. sums yeah. it up best. He says, Bad Santa with I Billy Bob Thornton. Saw it in the Bernie theater, Mass baby. Was Chef's Kiss. So yeah, saw, saw it in the theater. That is uh, perhaps yes. not for everybody. But uh, uh, some memorable scenes, including when he comes up the uh, escalator drunk, yes, uh, sits in Santa's chair and promptly urinates all over himself. Yep, classic Christmas stuff. Uh, send somebody a canned ham T-shirt that's uh, that selected a uh, bad Santa. Noah, you'll uh, get a canned ham T-shirt. <laughs> all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, the memories. Kelly Rudy next inside sports on Chad. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. He joins us every week. 
Former NHL goaltender, now with the NHL on Rogers, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Okay, Reed, I'm doing really well. Uh, full disclosure, so if people are watching Hockey Night in Canada tomorrow on Saturday, uh, I will not be there, and I'm going to make a video on Instagram and uh, on X explaining why I won't be there for the next two Saturdays. I had a uh, medical procedure this past Monday. I'm doing really great. I'm uh, making a real good recovery, but just out of uh, extra caution, I'm not going to travel for the next two weekends. And uh, I've been away for the Flames this week, but I'm going to hopefully, if everything continues to go in the right direction, I'm going to start working back again next week with the Flames. So everything's good. No reason to worry. I just uh, I needed something to be done, and uh, I was under great care. Okay, well, that's good to hear. And that's the beauty of radio. You can come on three days after you have a procedure. No hair, no makeup, no... Like, you you could be lying in bed in your PJs, right? And just prop up the phone next to Kelly. He's going on Inside Sports. <laughs> kind of like Patrick Laine when he was drafted and he did the interview from bed. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good point. Okay. Well, glad to hear you're doing okay and uh, hope your, your recovery back to full strength uh, continues to go well. That's good to hear. Speaking of recoveries, uh, the Oilers have now won seven of their last ten, and I thought a really solid performance last night against the Jets. And I guess proof, Kelly, that, that even the best – can kind of whiff on a play sometimes because uh, Hellebuck's one of the best goalies in the league. And I know that nurse shot probably ticked off the defenseman's leg on the way in. Um, but I, I was still kind of surprised when that went off Hellebuck's uh, gloving in. But uh, you've probably been there as a goalie and you probably got sympathy for the goalies on some of those. Oh, totally, Reed. And I don't know if we've had this conversation, but I have plenty of thoughts about it. And so uh, I watched the goal go in. I see the shocked reaction by Hellebuck. Um, I think the surprise by the Oilers players themselves, not sort of believing that a shot like that by Nurse would go in. I do agree with you that probably went off the defenseman. But typically those don't sneak through a goaltender like Hellebuck. But here's my point. Um, you never know, uh, and I live that life, you never know when a game may turn. And I remember doing many, many interviews after having a good game, and the reporters might ask something like, when did you know you were dialed in or something like this? And my thought always went back to, well, I probably knew I had a good game with about five seconds left if we had a two-goal lead or more right. because you you never know. I, I mean, I've had games where, you know, played really, really well, and then at the last – well, I know one for a fact. I was having a heck of a game in Minnesota many years ago, and uh, the score was 1-1, and Willie Plett took a shot just inside the blue line with about a second left, and he beat – me and they won two one with a second to go. So that is, you know, your our our memories as goaltenders, we remember all this stuff. So we always know that always be on high alert. Never never get comfortable thinking that you're in a groove and that uh, you know tonight's the night. Uh, you know, nothing's gonna sneak past me because Hellebuck was a great example. He's on fire last night and then with uh, about seven minutes to go uh, nurse scores, then they score a power play goal and an empty netter, and all of a sudden, I'm sure Hella Buck and his teammates are sitting in the dressing room after that one going, 
what just happened? Like it happened so quickly, you have no idea, and you're kind of in shock when you're going through it. So, yeah, you're you're you never ever have any idea what's going to be around the corner, and so you're it's always unexpected. I thought that was a really well played game, Kelly. I mean, Rob and I said it especially after the second period, that it was just a good hockey game. Both teams were playing well, working hard. The grade-A chances were earned as opposed to there being massive mistakes by one team or the other. And, you know, then off-air, Rob and I, you know, five, six minutes into the third period, we said, man, oh, man, like what, what a fun game for us to watch and talk about. And man, oh man, if the Oilers could just get a point because they were doing all the things that they they hadn't been doing yeah. earlier yeah. in the season. And then they get the tying goal we just talked about. And then Dreisaitl gets the power play game winner. And he did a little leap. And I, I know guys are always <laughs> excited to score, but I just felt yeah. that goal, that moment w- was big for the Oilers where they, you know, a little extra celebration and a little bit like, yeah, we deserve this. We worked and, and now we're getting the payoff. I totally agree. And body language doesn't lie. And so there are also cases when uh, the camera was on McDavid during the bench. And uh, unlike that trip in Florida and then when they're in Carolina, where their picture of their shots of uh, McDavid on the bench and he looked like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get out of this slump and we're never going to win a game. And uh, yesterday was different. You know, he looked full of life and dry title, as you mentioned, uh, he knew the importance of that goal. Um, and and also, and I, I can't remember exactly, you may uh, remember better than I do, Reed, but I, I recall the interview with Stuart Skinner postgame last night. And by the way, he looked so relaxed and comfortable in the p- position they're in. But he commented something about that's like a perfect game for us. That's exactly how you draw it up. Um, and uh, so that was very important to hear because all of them recognized not only was it a great win, but it's the style and the way in which they won, just like you and you said you and Rob were talking about. Yeah, well, they didn't. They didn't. And this earlier in the season, I said if it felt like if they gave up a goal, oh no, how how many are yes. going to go in? You know, or they're yeah. going to get yeah. off their game plan. They're going to start taking needless risks. You know, right. early in the second period, then then get further behind. So yeah, the, they they just they just stuck with it last night. I I just thought yeah. it was a a well played game by both teams. But maybe I'm a little biased, but I do think the better team uh, got the two points in the end for sure. Kelly Rudy yep. joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, Tristan Jari, the former Oil King, the goalie goal, Kelly. You you got to love those, eh? I do love them. Uh, I love how guys are more willing to go after it. Uh, as you and I have discussed a few times, I was always reluctant because my first coach in the National Hockey League was against it, Al Arbor. But, you know, Jari's the guy that he loves to play it. He's really good at it. He uh, continues to get better and better. Um, and you know, there's a different mindset also, you know, in today's game and getting off topic a little bit, but when did, when was the switch about five or seven years ago when it used to be, Oh boy, never ice the puck with two minutes to go or whatever. And you know, or you're, that's a bad play 50 seconds left and you've gone for the empty netter and you miss now it's icing now face. Nobody cares anymore. Right. Just let's just fire it down for the empty net. Who cares? And if we have a face off in our own zone, yeah, we'll we'll take it. So I know a little off topic, but still the same sort of point. I love how guys are trying it now. Well, but I, I think that it's it's relevant though because 
And I think it was when Waugh coached the Avalanche pulling the goalie earlier. Yes. Right? Instead of 60 yep. or 90 seconds down a goal, yep. whatever, two and a half, 245. I mean, and I and I guess you get that thing. I mean, if it's especially if it's a low scoring game, if you're down 2 1, yep. and you're thinking, well, we've only got one goal in 57 minutes, even strength or mostly even strength, we might as well yeah. just pull them now. But you're right. And, and guys will just shoot it down more often and, and maybe it goes in and you win the game. So it's it's a totally different scenario. And I, quite frankly, I think it's more entertaining this way. It is. And I, I don't know the analytics uh, on this, but I'm sure every team has done the, the research and they know the numbers uh, exactly. But all these icings are shots for empty nets that turn into icing that lead to uh, defensive zone face-offs or offensive zone, however you want to look at it. Uh, depends on which side of the puck you are on. The odds must be overwhelmingly huge that nothing uh, backfires on you, that the other, the offensive team scores with an empty netter, because otherwise you would tell your guys not to try for the empty net, but the odds are have to be uh, way overwhelming that uh, nothing bad comes of the team that tried to go for the empty netter. Yeah. I, I was excited for Jari to score and uh, you know, former oil King and all that kind of stuff. And then to just wrap up with an Oilers thought, Ryan McLeod got the empty netter for Edmonton. Yes. who hadn't scored right. at all. And uh, I, you know, Brownie always says when you, if you were a forward, especially, and you're getting the game notes and you see that zero, and I know you were a goalie, but you probably saw yep. that with teammates though, getting deeper into a season and you could probably see them carrying that piano on their backs. eh? 100 percent and we had the same situation last saturday when uh, we had toronto and and the penguins and i'm doing my research before the game and uh, although you keep an eye on every team and all the players i was quite surprised to see that going into last saturday's game jeff carter had zero points on the season and so that's the same sort of uh, thing that you're talking about mcleod those are those are zeros that you don't like when you look at the the uh press notes and you feel for your teammates were in that situation because you know that it bugs them it would bug everybody it's like when you look at your goalie stats and your wins are fewer than your losses you're like you're that upsets you right because that's what that's what you're paid to do win games oh hey i should ask you this too what do you think of the zora the zadorov trade i was okay so i was surprised he went to vancouver yeah, well, I was a little bit surprised about that, but I don't know if there's a big, big market for him. Uh, and I'm not trying to be dismissive because he's a good player, but, you know, it's hard to trade and and you don't get a lot back when you're uh, getting rid of salary. So I think he's making around four and a half million or so. So they weren't going to get a lot in return, but he is a good player. He can really skate for a big man. He's got a great shot. Uh, he can be really physical at times. Uh, the, the, I think it was just time to go. And unfortunately, when his agent made those comments, um, that his game really slipped. He was not playing as well uh, as he had earlier in the season. He had wasn't playing as well as he did last year. So it was just time to make a move. Okay. Kelly, appreciate this. Always enjoy your perspective. Uh, glad to hear you're on the mend. And we'll do this again next week, my friend. You got it. Thanks, Reed. Take care, buddy.